0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the pod. Glad you could join me from wherever you are. The NBA regular season is over, the seeds are set, and the play-in tournament kicks off with Hornets Pacers on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. So, I wanted to preview the second rendition of the NBA play-in tournament, so let's do it. Now first, do I like the play-in tournament? And my answer is yes, for a few reasons. It makes the end of the regular season way more interesting and gets a lot more teams involved than usual these last couple of weeks would have been really boring like past seasons if not for the playing tournament like for example sacramento who in a normal year would have been out of the mix a while ago and would have gone into 2021 thunder mode and tanked they were in it for most of the season and cared and tried because of the prospect of the playing tournament usually like a third of the league is done playing for the last few weeks of the season. This season, only like six teams tapped out early. And it was really great to watch Sacramento and San Antonio and, and Memphis and Charlotte, all these teams who would have been out the past few years. It made those end-of-season games entertaining and not empty television. Chicago. They traded a bunch of stuff for Nikola Vucevic, and even though their season went sideways, they did that because they believed that move would vault them into the top 10 in the Eastern Conference, which I thought it would, but shit happened. Secondly, we get awesome matchups. We get Steph versus Ron and AD, and we get Russ and Beal versus Tatum. And then, even though this isn't a matchup, we get John Lamelo too. All these incredibly watchable players, some of them going up against each other, that'll be great for everyone. Especially considering how nowadays, more than ever, people gravitate toward the player, the individual player, more than the team. That is especially the case. Let's pertain to the guys in the plan with LeBron and Steph and Lamelo. That'll get people to watch these games. It'll be entertaining. I also like the fact that this playing game is a do or die because the intensity is going to be through the roof in, this, in, in these games. It makes for very watchable basketball. I don't care how entertaining or not entertaining an Indiana-Charlotte or a San Antonio-Memphis is going to be, but all those guys are going to go 150%. And I always respect effort, and I can't wait to see that. However, for the future, I think this playing tournament will have to be modified, because there's going to be years where the seven seed is better than the eight, nine or 10 seed, or the seven and eight seed are way better than the nine or 10 seeds, or where the nine or 10 seeds are just bad and don't really deserve a shot at the playoffs. So let's say hypothetically, one year, Minnesota is the 10 seed. In an 82-game season, they're 32 and 50 they're just not good. And let's say Memphis is the 9 seed and they're 39 and 43. There's a 7 game difference between those teams. Memphis should not have to play Minnesota in a one game do or die. Like that just shouldn't be the case. Likewise, let's say you get a year like 2017-18 where the 7 seed in in the West was 47 and 35. And then let's say hypothetically San Antonio is the 8 seed at forty-one and forty-one, same idea as the first scenario. The seven seeds shouldn't have to shouldn't have to prove themselves like that. They already did, and so what I would do, I would I would basically take the idea what they did in the bubble. Memphis and Portland played in the playing game in the bubble last year because I believe they were within four games of each of each other. That was the rule for the playing. They were within four games of each of each other, so they were close enough or they should have that playing game. And in the East, Orlando just got the 8 seed because Washington, at 9, was so far behind them. So I think it was great that the NBA didn't make Orlando and Washington play for the 8 seed because Orlando had already proved themselves. So basically what I would do, let's say the 7 seed is just way better than the 8, 9, and 10, but the 8, 9, and 10 are close enough to where a playing game would be necessary. So in that case, the 7 seed we'll just get the 7 seed and then it would it would be a three team play in tournament so the 9 and 10 seed would play each other loser is out winner of that game plays the 8 seed whoever wins that game gets the 8 seed so yeah that would be my idea i think it should just depend on how close the seeds are as i just explained so that that's my idea I think the NBA will definitely learn from this year. We'll, we'll, absolutely, we'll see how it goes. We'll just see how it goes, and then I think the NBA will be smart and make a decision for the future. All right, let's get to predicting. Starting off with Wizards-Celtics, the 7-8 game of the Eastern Conference. And the Celtics, dude, I don't even know. First of all, their C team almost came back and beat the Knicks on Sunday. That was just an unnecessarily tense last few minutes. I just thought I should make note of that. But then back to the Celtics as a team. They have, I've said it before on this pod, they have yet to establish any sort of consistency or identity. And those two aspects are something, especially identity, you can't really figure out on the fly in the postseason. Even though I think their personnel, player by player, is better than Washington's, they're just not good as a team, the Celtics. Like, the Knicks, the Knicks are the opposite. That roster isn't very good, but they're great as a team, if you get what I'm saying. And then on the Wizards' side, Russell Westbrook, oh my god, I just I just can't wait to see him in a, well, I guess this isn't a do or die, but just in a one-game playoff, I, I can't wait to see him in that. He is going to go so hard. He's going to do some dumb shit, but he's probably going to drop a triple-double, and I cannot wait to watch it. But the Wizards, they're actually okay at defense, first of all, and I think they just care more about winning than the Celtics do. I really do. So I like Washington in this game, even though... Hold on. If you think this game isn't going to be close at the end, you're probably going to be wrong. The, the Wizards are definitely going to be up eight with like two and a half minutes left and blow it. But the Celtics haven't shown they can win these kinds of games on the national stage. Like I was watching them the other day against the Heat. Now I know the Heat are a lot better than the Wizards, but Celtics just, they just looked out of it. They just looked like they didn't deserve a spot in the playoffs. That They, they did not look like a playoff team at all. So I like Washington in this game. Um, I'm excited to see Russ and Beal. I think Washington's just going to care a little bit more. All right, that, that's pretty much what it boils down to. So the give me, gave me the Wizards getting the seventh seed and playing Brooklyn in the first round. Uh, I don't see them winning that series. I think they might steal a game. I would love to see them win the first game, see how the media reacts. I think that'd be fun. Anyway, 9-10 game in the Eastern Conference, Hornets-Pacers. I do not like this matchup for Charlotte because Sabonis is going to kill them inside. They've got front court issues, Charlotte, and Sabonis is averaging a quiet 20, 12, and 7. That guy is a statistical monster, and he is a problem down low, and uh, I'm not sure if Charlotte has the answers for that, and Indiana also has playoff experience, while Charlotte, the only guys that have experience are Terry Rozier is Matt Biombo and Brad Wanamaker. And Gordon Hayward, I'm not sure if he's coming back. But those three guys are the only ones with some pl- some postseason experience and Biombo and Wanamaker aren't part of the nucleus. So that nucleus of Lamello and P.J. Washington and Monk and all those guys, they're raw in terms of postseason experience. And postseason basketball is far different from the regular season, so the Hornets are going to have to figure that out on the fly and... Ah, I don't really like that. Indiana just has way more postseason experience, but the Hornets they do have they do have a couple of advantages. I think they're a more exciting team than the Pacers, and they don't hate their coach. So that's something to hang your hat on. But I think Indiana's better. They have more experience, especially with Brown coming back. Malcolm Brogdon. Um I think it'll be close, but I'm I'm putting my money on Indiana. So sorry, Charlotte. You were fun, but I honestly liked honestly like the direction Charlotte's going. I think Gordon Hayward. I think that was a pretty good signing. They did pay a lot, but he 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 rejuvenated himself, and as long as he can stay healthy-ish, I think that was a pretty good signing. And obviously, you got Lamelo. Nucleus is still very young. They've got something to work with, but uh, give me Indiana right now. And then that brings us to the hypothetical eight seed plan. So, I already have the Wizards getting the seven seed. So now the Celtics and the Pacers are playing for the eight seed. Give me the Pacers. Give me the Pacers! The Celtics losing both games would just perfectly cap off this unbelievably crappy and disappointing season. And I think the Pacers can do it. Give me some bonus over all the Celtics big men. Kemba and Marcus Smart They're awesome basketball players, but are incredibly inconsistent. I just can't trust them on a night-to-night basis. The only kind of constant is Tatum. But Tatum, I believe, in their last game against Indiana was like 4 for 18. He's a little streaky, too. Now, obviously, you can get a great game from Kemba and a great game from Tatum. If they combine for 70 points, so be it. But I I just like the Pacers a little more. I think they're going to care a little more than the Celtics. And the Celtics missing the playoffs, I think that would just be the quintessential end to this season. That would be the cherry on top of the shit cake that this season has been for Boston. So give me Indiana. All right. So yeah, that means Indiana would get the eight seed. They'd play Philly. Um, I'm not sure if they're winning a game in that series, to be completely honest. Maybe they'll steal one. But uh, that, is, that is the ceiling, I believe, for Indiana. All right, moving to the West. The marquee matchup. The game that is circled in red marker. The Lakers and the Warriors. At Staples. The only way I feel like the Warriors can win this game is if Steph goes ballistic. And, like, Steph in Boston ballistic. And... One of either Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, Jordan Poole, Draymond contributes 25 points or more. Uh, Notice how I say contributes. Draymond might need one of those two-point 18-19 assist games. Like, that would be dope. The Warriors basically, I think, have to play an A++ game in order to win. And all the Lakers have to do, not like this is an easy task, but they're just going to have to make life for Steph Curry as hard as possible. They didn't really do that in the games they played this season. They just kind of left Dennis Schroeder on Steph one-on-one. And on switches in the pick-and-roll, they had a lot of trouble defending him. They, they do have the advantage in size, but Steph is going to kill them from the perimeter as long as they run the pick and roll roll right because as good of a defender Anthony Davis is I was watching him guard Steph especially considering health issues I wouldn't be surprised if Steph actually broke Anthony Davis's ankle he's just way quicker than AD but um and th- and then they just can't allow one of the four guys I just listed to I guess have a good game they're just going to have to play a solid Defensive game and then get enough on offense, which I certainly think they they can do. Cause I I just I really don't know who guards Anthony Davis well on a the team. They're they're gonna put Wiggins on LeBron. Um, I think he'll be up to the task. And with LeBron not being healthy, I think he sprained his ankle. He sprained his ankle <laughs> against the Pelicans on Sunday. Um, that was funky. But I've got the Lakers. I wouldn't be shocked. If the Warriors pulled this one out, because even though Steph Curry just leaves me in awesome times, I wouldn't be shocked if he just went for 58 or 50 or 45 or something like that and just put the Warriors on his back and let them in the 7th seed. I've got the Lakers. I think they're the safer bet here. I know LeBron and AD aren't completely healthy, but I think the team, I think the Lakers are just better than the Warriors. Um, So give me LA. One note on the Lakers... Should the Lakers somehow lose both playing games and miss the playoffs entirely? I'd be very curious to see what the NBA would do about the future of the playing game because no LeBron, AD, or big market Lakers defending champions because of this playing game. This new idea would be a nightmare for the league. So I, I would just wonder if, if they would have to modify the playing term if they'd end it. I'd just be curious to see that. Anyway, give me the Lakers. I think it's going to be close though. Next game, a little less watchable, but I'll still, I'll still watch it. Spurs Grizzlies, I don't have a ton to say about this game because there's not a ton to say about either team. Give me Memphis in this game. They've got a ton of guys who just simply fight. And they're fully healthy while San Antonio is not. Uh, San Antonio, they are without Derek White, they have been for a while. And they're in a free fall. They closed their season 2-10. and 10. I get that it was a really rough schedule, but uh, you would have liked... And they, they were also falling before that. So they kind of sunk themselves into this this 10 spot. So getting Memphis, I think they're the better team. Um, it wouldn't shock me if the Spurs won. I just think the Grizzlies are better. Um, quick note on Jonas Valanciunas. That guy fills up the stat sheet. Needs more recognition. He's averaging 17 and 12 and is shooting nearly 60% from the field. I just thought I should make note of that. And then, with the Lakers presumably going to the 7th spot, mm, mm, it's Lakers-Suns. I don't know how the Suns match up with AD and LeBron. I guess Devin Booker guards LeBron? Mm, that'd be interesting. I'm going to get to that... In a in the the full playoff preview, which I hope to get out when the playing tournament is done later this week, I'm gonna get to that later. Anyway, hypothetical game for the eight seed: Grizzlies, Warriors. Give me Golden State. They've got more firepower than Memphis. Their defense is actually decent, and I watched on Sunday. The Warriors, I think, are just they're just better. They've got more oomph than Memphis, and I just don't think Memphis is there yet. That roster is still extremely young. I I just don't think they're ready. And obviously Warriors, you got Steph and Draymond still. Um, Yeah, I just think the Warriors are the better team. So give me Golden State at home. All right, that was it. That was the preview for the playing game. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see how this shakes out. And uh, I hope you are too, for whoever is listening to this. But uh, with that being said, thank you for listening. Everybody, keep wearing your mask in public. Oh, well, I guess Joe Biden told us that you don't have to anymore, but I I would still stay cautious. Get your vaccine if you haven't yet. Um, Keep washing your hands. Keep maintaining good health. And uh, I will see all of you sometime later this week with something. I'm not sure what it is yet, but I do want to get out another pod. At least one later this week. So everybody, stay safe and take care.